All right, you ready for the fun load? Sure. Good. Time for the fun load, baby. Time for the fun load, baby. Time for the fun load. Welcome to Brought the RT. <laughs> Go on. I have nothing. Nothing. That was okay. That good was, night, that everybody. Was for you to drop in as they brought to you by, oh. and then you 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 just you blurt something funny. Try it again. Wow. No pressure. <laughs> Brought to you by Dentine. <laughs> Sorry. This is the first. Are we not playing marketing word association? You buy things in my pocket. Dentine. Does anybody have a breath problem? I have a breath problem. Anybody? You mean all the the time? Look, I've never had a cavity. Ever. Jealous. But I feel like at times my breath is not where it should be. And I'm very self-conscious of it. Has anybody told you that? I think everybody around me is too polite. Yeah. And I haven't spent enough time with PJ. PJ would PJ would tell a guy. Right on you, yeah. Bishop's the kind of guy who's like, wow, you're melting eyebrows. Go get a piece of gum. No, no. <laughs> I would bring you a tin of Altoids and I'd be like, hey, your birthday's early. I told you, everybody, I, I told you guys the uh, the great Altoids commercial we came up with 20 years ago. And it's never been done. My buddy Terry Scannell with the greatest tagline of all time that's never been used. Remember, Altoids came out and it was curiously strong mints, right? That was their their tagline. Right. Sure. So Terry used to have a tin of Altoids and he'd open it up and he'd present it to you and he'd go, it's not a mint, it's a hint. Hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You guys seem unimpressed. All right, fine. Whatever. What slogans have you come up with, Don Draper? Let's hear your big pitches now. Hot shot. (laughs) PJ, talk to me about the big cookie. First of all, dentine is not a good gum. I'm not even sure why you went there. I have no idea. I I don't know if I've ever had a piece of dentine. Do you chew gum? Is that where you take your breath issues, or do you go for a mint? Uh, I go for a mint. The only time I chew gum is in the car. And the reason I chew gum in the car is... And the reason I chew gum in the car is because I used to smoke. And I used to love to smoke cigarettes while I drove. Nothing better. I mean, just, there are a couple of cigarettes. I don't miss smoking at all. It's been over four and a half years. Yeah, it's been. Um, Been a while (laughs) since I had a smoke. I haven't uh, had a cigarette in over four and a half years. I don't miss them. But there are ones that I admit were magnificent. (laughs) One is the morning with a cup of coffee one. That's just mm. 
It's so good. It really and you is. wonder why you had a breath problem? No, I've had the breath problem. <laughs> Cigarette post- coffee. I've had the breath problem. <laughs> right. In the I'm, morning. I'm my mother now. No, I've had the breath problem post-smoking. Oh, okay. Right. Or the perceived breath problem. Nobody said anything to me. So maybe it's all in my head. It might be all in your head. Uh, the other cigarette that was always magnificent was the driving and smoking. The driving and smoking was really good. Really, I had to stop that when I met Teresa, because uh, even though she was a smoker at the time. Right. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, <laughs> she would get uh, the smoke would make her sick. She gets car sick like going around the corner for <laughs> for a container of milk. Anybody get car sick here, by the way? No. There are only two people I can drive with and not be car sick, and that's with myself and with my wife. Can you, so Anybody else? I need to shut my eyes and just hold on. Wow. I do get car sick a lot. Any other driver? Almost any other driver. Really? Yeah. See, I will, I will in the back seat of a car, absolutely. And I will on occasion in the front seat of a car as well. I like to drive. I don't like being a passenger. Uh, Which is weird because you typically are okay with giving up control. Yeah. That's right? uh that's irony, is what you're doing there. That's not irony. That's uh sarcasm, is what you're doing there. <laughs> hashtag sarcasm. Hash, right hashtag, there is what that is. Hashtag ironic sarcasm. That's the stick it ironic to your I see what you're doing and I don't like it. Withdrawn. We call yep. that move the breathalyzer. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it rates your breath. <laughs> no one there anymore. <laughs> Look, Cal. I'm here. It's your gum. Neither. What? No, I just I brush my teeth. And that's it. Oh, and hope for the best. He said with a great superior air. No, 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 no. No. You missed the second part. <laughs> hey, some of us know how to brush their teeth is what I'm saying. <laughs> why don't you try brushing your teeth? See if that helps. <laughs> yeah, Steve, why don't you brush your teeth and wash your face? Your pizza face, zit face, bad breath. <laughs> How does this deteriorate into <laughs> personal hygiene? Now I'm being bullied. Right. Where What's it go? like to live in a house with no bathroom? You don't wash. I uh, I had to step away there. The uh, the little guy had to go to the bathroom. Okay, that's fine. He made his. He just walks right through the kitchen. Looks at me like I have eight heads. What are you doing with the headphones and the microphone and three computer screens? What could you possibly be doing? <laughs> and then he, you know, takes a leak and then he uh, he heads back to bed. Um, I what was I getting ripped on for now? At this point, um, oh, your sarcastic irony, your ironic sarcasm. No, I don't like relinquishing control at all. Next question. I'm not being defensive. You're being defensive. <laughs> you know, Cal knows um, how to brush his teeth. Yes, yes, I heard that. 
You uh, that came out wrong. That came out wrong because I have plenty of cavities. Trust me. Right. Plenty. I don't know what to attribute the non-cavity thing to. I mean, I I brush like a normal person. I don't brush, you know, thirteen times a day or something like that. Here, I'll give you. I'll give you a I statistic. Just... <laughs> four out of four. To, four out of five dentists. What? No, I want to hear what PJ had to say first. <laughs> Oh, I, I started using a whitener. I started using uh, a tooth whitener. Congratulations. Does it work? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh. Well, smile. Let's take a look. Oh, it's working. Okay. And hold a, loose, a piece of loose leaf paper up next to it. <laughs> you know, four out of five dentists. Do you happen to have a piece of loose leaf? Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Rip that right out of his Garfield binder, his Trapper Keeper. Which I always have with me. Of course. Um, what's it? Give us the t- uh, statistic, Cal. Here, fun fact about about your old buddy Cal. Uh, <laughs> I have had total of sixteen teeth removed from my head in my life. What? What are you a goblin? What are you sixteen teeth. Where did they go? The first eight, the first eight were baby teeth. Right. So they had, they were coming out whether whether I liked it or not. Regardless. Right. Or irregardless. <laughs> not a word. No. Uh, <laughs> subsequent to that. Sure. Uh, you know, too many choppers in the old mouth. Sure. So the dentist uh, recommended four of them come out. So she yanked four molars out of my head. Oh man. Wow. That's 12. And then your wisdom teeth? And then the wisdom teeth came in and all broke. All four of them broke Aye, at various points. Bobby. And they, they had to go. So That's 16. a lot of teeth. Hey, can I ask a question? Is Harrison Ford okay? Anyone? He's they don't in, know. I think he's. I think he was in satisfactory condition the last that I checked. I don't think he would. I mean, Kevin Pollack tweeted out that, because I guess the air... The uh, spoiler alert: the golf course that Kevin, that uh, Harrison Ford crashed his biplane. By the way, have you seen a picture of this? No. It's a friggin' World War II biplane. It looks like the Red Baron. Like what? It's a two-seater little plane, like a prop plane from like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, he is an accomplished pilot. Yeah, but still. I think. Does I don't he think have it was to be a biplane? But I get the idea. Go look at the picture. I don't think it was a biplane. I think it was a pro. It's got it World War One insignias on it. It's a two-seat. It looks like Jacques was flying it in Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a, there's a big snake. It wasn't a Cessna. No. I. It looked like an open cockpit World War World War Two One biplane. And as the engine cut out. As if the Red Baron had shot him out of the sky. <laughs> Here's How do you think Harrison Ford delivered that line back to the tower that the engine had cut out? Too soon. The engine cut out. There it is. <laughs> I'm not telling like, you, you think didn't. He, you think he wagged his finger? You think he did the finger wag? <laughs> the air traffic controller does Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I don't care. I don't care. Land that plane. 
Harrison, you land that plane now. I'm not landing this plane. Too soon? Yeah, he be- he Wait, better be. We he, don't even know his condition. He better be okay. Oh, I'm just saying I would not be all right with something happening to Harrison Ford. I would not be okay with that. In the same week that we lose Leonard Nimoy, I right. would not be okay with that. Especially I don't, since it doesn't he, uh, matter. he agreed to do the sequel to Blade Runner. Yes, I just saw that, right? Hey, can, can we weigh in real quickly on Blade Runner? Where do we stand on that, PJ? I could talk. I could talk about Blade Runner all night, which I don't think anybody wants to. Well, if we're not raising money for charity. We don't have to do it. It's not a. It's on Blade Runner. It's my Blade Runner filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally happening. I have all my cue cards. You've if, been prepared for this for how many years? <laughs> If, if the senator from Freehold, <laughs> I do not yield the floor. He's cue cards for years, just for this moment. Somewhere, my brother is behind him, trying desperately to take the floor and get a word in right. about Blade Runner. <laughs> I do not I, yield the floor to Mr. San Pietro. I will talk about the Tyrell Corporation <laughs> now. Rutger Hauer, part one. What do you what, what what do you want to say about Blade Runner? I I want to. What you want to say about Blade Runner is more important. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. Anybody see it in the theater? No. No. Wildly inappropriate movie for me to see in the theater. How old were you? <laughs> what, like nine? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was eighty-one or eighty-two. That was right. Let's go with a, let's go with another example of my dad. <laughs> Thinking that if Harrison Ford's in it, post-Star Wars, <laughs> nothing can go wrong. <laughs> this is how I wound up seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater at seven years old or eight years old. And faces melting. <laughs> Blade Runner in the theater. Nine years old, ten years old. What could go wrong? It's a sci-fi movie with Harrison Ford. Right. Sure, it's going to be just like Star Wars. P.S. It's not just like Star Wars. No. Are you a are you a director's cut guy, PJ? Does it have to be the director's cut of that movie? All the way. Are you a director's cut guy overall? No. Well, no. Oh, this is a good question. I, I don't. I don't like uh, you know self indulgent new footage. Check out our new CGI. You know, the Spielberg Lucas director's cut stuff. Yeah, please. You're, you're talking directly to George Lucas now. <laughs> Pretty Spielberg much. too. He ruined E. T. with one one shot. I didn't see the director's cut of E. T. Oh, he takes the gun away, right? Yeah, they don't use guns. Turns the guns into radios and, and, and does some needless CGI in Elliot's bedroom. You know where ET can Wait, make what things now? float. What? Yeah, ET. You, you know this. ET can make anything float that he wants to make float. I and mean, everybody's trying knows to that. tell Elliot where he's from. You know, suddenly there's yeah. a plum floating around the room. Right. So that Elliot can understand orbit. Sure. <laughs> ET. ET was giving a class. He was a professor. It's a four-star movie. <laughs> 
generally Professor. agreed upon that it's a four-star movie. Let's improve it. Professor E.T. Wearing a sweater. He's got bifocals on. Orbit. It's got a pointer. Why not make him more like the alien uh, Roger on American Dad? Let's put him in a wig, some glasses. Roger. Make him a Roger. sassy hooker. Come here, Roger. Come on, go all the way with it. We're going to lose the live feed in a couple of seconds here. So if you have been listening live, thank you so much. Go to rtusports.com to get this, the fun load, and also the earlier portion of the show where we talked about sports. Um, And again, a reminder, April 30th, if you're in the New York area, uh, we're going to be at Five Milestone talking about the NFL draft, the first round of the draft, joint podcast with turnonthejets.com, Joe Caparoso with craft beer from Gunhill Brewing Co. So um, thank you again, and uh, we will see you next week. Now. Put that gun down. Um, Blade Runner. Professor E.T. <laughs> Fail. Director's cut of the abyss. Very good. <laughs> E.T. pass out syllabus. <laughs> well, professor, I studied for this test. You got to pass me, man. <laughs> E.T. disappointed. Elliot doesn't understand solar system. Okay, I'll stop. The director's cut. I was this. This leads me to my question. Give me, if you can. I think I've probably only seen maybe ten, twelve movies that are director's cuts. Maybe or the director's cut of ten, twelve movies. So my question would be, and PJ, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen a lot more. Cal, I don't know. I, I would guess you never. <laughs> no. no, you know, you, you want to know the the one that I remember is Almost Famous. You saw the director's cut of Almost Famous? I think so. <laughs> so oh. wait, there's a more self-indulgent version of that movie? <laughs> Put a pin in that because I want to talk about Cameron Crowe again. Okay, We yes, we do need to revisit Cameron Crowe. Um <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's in the director's cut of Almost Famous? I I don't remember. I but I think I I think I saw it. Maybe it was just commentary. PJ, see now director's commentary or some of those That's I've different. I've loved. Some of those I've absolutely loved. Director slash actors commentary. Be great, yeah. Speaking of self indulgent though, some of them are really. <laughs> Wow, you were you were acting in that scene, sir. You weren't doing brain surgery. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, really, calm down. Really, calm down. Um, I remember waking up that morning the day I was filming the scene. In a cold There's sweat. a commentary track on Twin Peaks where they have the cameraman there, and all he talks about is what lenses he used. <laughs> right, twenty-two really minutes academic. on that. Uh, yeah. E.T. use lens. <laughs> I took I took film 101 cinematography with E.T. With E.T. <laughs> cinematography 325 with E.T. Don't don't take E.T.'s class, man. He is the ball buster. He is tough. Constantly things floating around the room. He floats the pointer around to hit you in the head. That's <laughs> the wrong. After um, class. <laughs> E.T. grade on curve. <laughs> Peach, what's your favorite director's cut movie? 
probably, well, Blade Runner, probably. Is the Blade Runner director's cut better than the original? Or Brazil. Brazil's got a good director's cut. Can you please say it in <laughs> as a soccer announcer, please? Brazil! Anytime I hear that movie, the soccer announcer goes off in my head. Brazil! Uh, which is exactly how the movie was intended to be said. Would you say Blade Runner, favorite director's cut? Brazil a cl- close second? Yeah, because okay. the movie just changes and improves so much by these, you know, their touches. Blade Runner, you know, removing the narration. Right. Which was a huge thing. Yeah, well, it, it, it you know, it came off as, as a hacky noir film with the narration. I thought. Do you, do you count the chronological Godfather as a director's cut? That's a director's tweak. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cut. Right. Well, it is a cut because he because he ends up really slicing up Godfather Two to make it happen. He does. It doesn't really right? affect the first movie, but it it uh, it greatly affects the second one. Greatly affects the second one. See, I I don't care for that. The chronological Godfather. <laughs> it is I like the chronological Godfather every once in a while. Because it's fun to see all the uh, early Vito life of yes. Vito Corleone scenes. That's sure, but it but it it hurts the Godfather two part because it becomes too dense of a you know three hour Michael story. There's all these there's, there's, yeah totally break it up. There's all these things that are extras on DVDs that I've or Blu-ray discs as it were that I have. I feel like I should be more into it. I'm not like commentary, like deleted scenes, like I don't know. Like uh, old school has like great deleted scenes. I love that on the on the DVD. Yeah, blooper reels. Who doesn't love a blooper reel? Come on, you love blooper reels. You know what my favorite director's cut movie is? The Natural. Hmm. The director's cut of The Natural is, I think, it, it's it's not that it's superior to the original movie, but it it really adds a lot. First of all, because there's three or four scenes that were cut that you that should have been in the movie. I mean, he, he couldn't make a two-hour and 30-minute you know, movie or two-hour and 40-minute movie, but there's three or four scenes that just shed so much light on what's going on. And then it's from the, you know, there's so much more in the beginning where Hobbes is just sitting, you know, in the in the original, he's just sitting waiting for the train. In the director's cut, he goes back home as the old Roy Hobbes. And he goes to the tree with the, where he cut the, you know, the stump where he made Wonder Boy and he goes to his bedroom and it's like so, it, it, it puts a, a nice, a different bow on it. It sets like a different tone. The, the natural director's cut is phenomenal. If you like that movie, which you should. Mm. If you don't, you're a communist. It's fine. I put it on the list. On my list. Yeah, it's 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 really good. In fact, now I if I watch that movie, I have to watch the director's cut. 
Because I saw the original so many times, and now I've only seen the director's cut like three or four times. Um, Cal, you got a director's cut movie that you'd want to see? No, not really. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to find them indulgent, but there are yeah, some well, good yeah, ones I mean, there's, there's improvements. A lot that you can enjoy once as a novelty and then go back. You know, and I don't right. think that's the, that's the part that Lucas did not understand. Like uh, Apocalypse Now. Uh, the Redux. Yeah, the Redux, or the right. Redo, or whatever, however you say that. That's an interesting exercise once, because it's good to see how much other crazy stuff they shot. It was, was right. kind of cool that, that they could sew it all together. Um, but it's too much. It's too much, these ones. It's too much. It's like a novel in two-thirds. Like, make it go away now. I, I've seen it once. It was cool. Right. But now bring bring the movie back. Yep. Oh, hey, did you uh I'm I'm sorry, it's non sequitur, but I just did you see Birdman? Pete, did you see Birdman? You saw Birdman. I did not see Birdman. Oh, it, come uh, on. I have it downstairs on my computer, but I haven't seen it yet. Cal, I know you haven't yet, have you? No. Guys, I'm gonna insist. It's just so good. <laughs> good it's so good we're trying to have oscar week but it's not working out we were going to watch we watched birdman on sunday night we're going to watch the imitation game and um uh theory of everything which we will do and then boyhood uh at i some can't point watch the theory the of everything oh my god i'll tell you what he better be very very good because keaton was phenomenal phenomenal Birdman is uh, is a, is a is a tremendous movie. It really was. It's very inside baseball for theater. Uh, so if you've ever done a play, it's really really inside baseball. Or if you like, it's just it's just so good. But overall, it's just a great movie. Just so good, so good. And Keaton is just uh, gotta see it, boys. Gotta see it. I like I'm that guy. Oh, he's just so good. Put I love my to do list. Put that on uh, the to do list, please. Um, I did want to talk about hair gel last week. I feel like I need to yes. get to it. I I have that written down here. Get to the hair gel. So the other day, I'm in uh, Rite Aid, CVS, one of the uh, the pharmacies there, uh, where they have everything. By the way. Okay, stop. What's the song that's playing? <laughs> right. Pina colada. No, and I actually have an answer to this question. It was don't don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Mm. I would have went with steal away. <laughs> Why don't we? Right. Uh, no, it was don't don't stop. And of course, uh, uh, a very hip song to be playing there. That was um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yes, of course. And I'm looking for um, a hair product uh, because I need some uh, some gel or something like that. Can I ask you guys a question? Every one of these products has like hold, super hold, unbelievable hold, max hold, max hold. They have like the meter on it, like you know one through right. five, and it's four, like. You, this will hold. Who is wearing their hair this way? Who needs their hair? This is not 1985 in Comac, Long Island. What is going on? 
What is going on? Why is there hair gel that makes your hair do this? Extreme hold. Extreme hold. I see people every day. I am on the subway. I go to work. I am in New York City every day in Manhattan. No one is wearing their hair this way. No one. Can you please explain to me what extreme hold is for? There is a community around here of Korean high school boys. Be careful. I think that's where all the hair gel is going right now. That's the that's the the Jersey Shore look, that spiky thing. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't mean to sound old man here. Like I've seen crazy, that hairstyle. Gravity. Yeah. But every product. It's a, it, it's a hairstyle. It, it's you, you need to you need to defy the gravity. You need to like hold it up and and I, you know. I could make not it very get Dragon one. Ball Z. I can't. Sorry. Dragon <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Anybody? That's a reference you don't watches? get. Uh, so you're saying. That dragon is ball. Dragon ball <laughs> dash Z. Not dragon ballsy. They're wearing their hair like that ballsy dragon. He is out there, man. <laughs> Why am I so misunderstood? <laughs> dragon ballsy. I'll but, tell you. But, but with the emphasis on the last syllable. Right. Ballsy. Ballsy. That dragon is ballsy. Look at him. Dodging traffic. Look at them. There's a lot like of people that say, I'm going to have some... fans of anime who keep their hair up. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I'm I'm sorry. I, I know that wasn't the revelatory thing that you were perhaps looking for. I'm just wondering why every product is promising max hold for the hair. Because it made me feel... I Look, I grew up in Comac on Long Island in the 80s. Late 80s. Early 90s. High hair was the thing. Is anybody... And I guess I'm thinking of girls. Like, who's doing high hair anymore? Well, that was the hairspray. That was hairspray. Back then. Oh, man. Is there a worse look? <laughs> Go back and look at our high school yearbook. Right. Oh, I love it. I think it's adorable. Holy cow. I mean, my hair is ridiculous as well. But still. The girl's hair is silly. I was like a bank manager in my yearbook. Were you wearing a short-sleeve button-down shirt? <laughs> you couldn't tell, but under the suit jacket, yes. manager. <laughs> Ties a little askew, loosened. Yeah. Coffee, coffee stain, pen, two pens in the pockets. Ask me about our great rates. <laughs> Were you wearing a button? Well, well, I've I've looked over your application, and um, <laughs> PJ, we're in eighth period science class. Yeah, I've, uh, taking a look at your application, and uh, I don't think we're going to be able to move forward with you. By the way, I never had anything in eighth period. I was out of that school by fifth period every day. Really? Slacker. Yeah. E.T. would not approve. They had nothing for me to do. I had Cut taken my all the class. <laughs> I had gotten all the grades. I can't do an E.T. <laughs> no. 
No, it's been it's been thirty it's been thirty years and I can't home. How how's that? Was that good? That's close. <laughs> Southern E. T. <laughs> Rue McClanahan <laughs> is the voice of E. T. We're back to park overall. <laughs> I don't know who that is. E. T. phone home. Y'all go phone home. E.T.'s going to go ahead and phone home. Okay? E.T. <laughs> There's so many dialects that would not work for E.T. Like, why couldn't E.T. have been British? It would be oh, well. great. <laughs> would be great. <laughs> like, how is that, how is that the way E.T. learned to speak English? Mm-hmm. Like, why wasn't it E.T. E. phone home? Going to phone home now? Like, he, he, like, oh no, Hugh Grant. Like, it would just be like, of course, I'm going to phone home and sort of find a way to, well, that's obviously ridiculous, but uh, if I could just uh, simply uh, uh, go to the woods and uh, build uh, this sort of thing with a phonograph, just a stupid git from another uh, uh, planet, uh, sort of nervous, uh, of course, uh, I'm going to phone home. So, Actually, that would that would work pretty well, actually. That would be awesome. I'd enjoy that. E.T. is Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Director's yeah, cut. Director's cut. Overdub. <laughs> that would be great if that was the deleted scenes, like all the failed actors that auditioned for E.T. <laughs> now phone home. So wait, Blade Runner, which version do you prefer? Do you like the voiceover or the, or the longer non-voiceover? Elliot, I need to phone home. We should go out to the woods. I'm going to do so now. Quit eating all those Reese's Pieces. <laughs> You're going to get a bellyache. I left a trail. You can find it. It's a trail of Reese's Pieces. Now, he has got a two-day head start. And I need to phone home. <laughs> I'm not going home. <laughs> I don't care. I I prefer the original. Because I'm a simpleton oh, and, and I li- <laughs> and I like narration. You like You like narration. Where do we stand right. on narration in movies? I th- I think I it needs to be done well. Okay. Otherwise, it's very distracting. Best narrated movie. Not favorite narrated movie. Oh. Thumper. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll, th- I'll throw this out. My favorite use of narration in a movie is probably Goodfellas. That's very good. I like that. I think it adds the oh, most. Like a clockwork orange. Ooh. Hmm. Excellent. I agree. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Me and my droogies, go to the milk pub. No, see, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> we were just out, a few of us, roaming around. Uh, stand by me. Ooh. Kinky. The, the, the traditional narrative. Right. 
And it's Dreyfus, of course, so it works really well. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. He's going to be at a Comic-Con near me. Is that right? Oh, you got to yeah. go tackle him. Just go tackle him. Just tackle him. Just go tackle him. I love him so much. He's cool. What's your? Give me another narration movie, Peach. Clockwork Orange is very, very good. Hmm. Menace good to film. society. <laughs> okay, hip hop. <laughs> See that coming? Well, what's wrong? What's, wait a minute now. Well, we could go back what's to your boy Cameron. That? Cameron, no, that is a very good use. We go boy, back to your boy Cameron Crowe. Would you consider what's in um, Jerry Maguire as narration? What, just the opening bit? Yeah. Nah. He never goes. He never goes back to it, right? No. But he has the he has the cuts of the agent though. He has the cuts of the mentor agent. That's almost like a narration. Are we st- or are we st- uh, strictly going voiceover? I'm thinking. I'm thinking of stuff that just keeps dropping in throughout the movie. Right. Okay. What's the other? Am I Which thinking of another why? Cameron Crowe movie that has a, a narration? Almost Famous, I think, had a narration. Does it? I don't think it does. Uh Oh, okay. I don't think I'm as big a fan of that one as you guys are. We were discussing today Cameron Crowe movies. Yes, we were. I I put a pin in it and I put a ring on it. Do the ring on it later. Let's talk about the pin we put in it. Cameron Crowe. Go ahead. What well, what what's your favorite? Cameron Crowe movie? Say anything. Yeah. Yes, it is. It will always be. And is that because because of the time of your life when you saw it, or because it holds up so well? I think it's time of life, probably. No, it's time life. (laughs) I think it's time life books. Is it because it came with the time life? (laughs) Your operators are standing by. (laughs) It's of the 60s? No, I I, I just uh, say anything is is uh, is Cusack. It's a seminal kind of moment. It's uh, uh, for me it just to to see it seminal. T- I think it's time of uh, of my life that I saw it, and I think it does hold up. I think it holds up as a really nice kind of love story. When was the last time you saw it? Uh, probably about six or eight months ago. Oh, that recent? Okay. Yeah. So, no, it was on. Uh, Teresa and I watched uh, the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, it's it's say anything. I like Jerry Maguire. I get a lot of heat for it. I like no, it too. No, I, I like it too. It may, that may be my favorite, actually. Really? I would have pictured you yeah. an almost famous guy. That shocks me. How are you not an almost famous guy? Almost famous annoyed me a little bit. Ooh, tell me why. I I can't put my finger on it. Sure you can. It's probably a DVD right around you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually it. reach it with my toe from here. <laughs> Just poke it. Um, does it annoy you in a, in a way because you're a musician and because you're in bands and because you used to read those magazines and because you were such a kind of music fanboy? Maybe. Or did I put you on the couch there a little bit too much? No, I, I, 
I thought the uh, the storyline with um, what's the girl's name? Goldie, Goldie Hawn. Daughter. Right. <laughs> Goldie. What the hell is her name? I can't think of. Kate Hudson. Thank you. Goldie Hawn. It's her daughter. Yes. Yeah. No, you're kidding me. Spoiler alert, Cal. She's, Don't do that. She's related. Let somebody know I, you're going to drop that nugget in. I thought Kurt her Russell was a bit much. No. Okay. No. Ernie Hudson. Ernie, Ernie Hudson is her father. <laughs> Ernie Hudson and Goldie Hawn are her parents? Yeah. Right. Together again. It's amazing... Together again. I, when were they together the first time? I feel like she looks a lot more like Goldie Hawn. That's me. I'm not seeing as much Ernie Hudson in her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just again. Uh yeah, I didn't care for that story. That movie annoys me on a couple of levels. I think the best part of that movie is still Jason Lee. Yeah, he's My great. Th- my favorite part of Almost Famous is definitely Jason Lee. He's the most quotable. He's the most, to me, he's the most, I don't know, I just love Jason Lee. In that movie. I like Billy Crudup in that movie. but You do like him or you don't? I do. Okay. I didn't think you liked him. No, no, I do. I do. Okay. I don't know. I have no reason for saying that. Like, I don't think it's ever How do we say up. his last name? How is that properly pronounced? I have always said Crudup. But it might be crud. I don't know. I'm just... For all I know. I know. I actually like Billy Billy Crudup a lot. I like Big Fish. I like um, uh, anything else he's done. He was in he was in Watchmen, wasn't he? Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen. Did not see the Watchmen. Or, what? I'm sorry, Watchmen. Sorry, Watchmen. He, he's the he does the voiceover for the uh, um, Mastercard commercial. The Mastercard commercial. Yep. He'll he'll never have to work again. No. Because he did the he's the voice of Priceless. Did you know that, Peach? I certainly did not. I don't think I've yep. ever paid attention to his voice. He is the voice of Priceless. Um, two voiceover movies, guys, that I want to throw into the uh, the top. One is Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. Voiceover is tremendous. Baldwin. Yep. <laughs> Do you have to whisper his name as if you're angry at him? Baldwin. Or Baldwin. with reverence. Or with reverence. That was, that was reverence. With reverence. Yeah. yeah. That was reverence. And the other one, and I can't believe I didn't think of this, um, is Fight Club. Ooh. Tremendous yeah, narration. Tremendous. Tremendous. I am Jax. <laughs> I am Jax. What is it? The the liver one is was always my favorite. I am Jax uh bile liver or something like that. Good job, Steve. Way to quote it. Good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I really Man. felt like I was there. Birdman, Birdman uh, confirmed for me that um, uh, I just Ed Norton is just tremendous. He's just tremendous. I have a really nice list of top ten voiceovers in film right here, guys. Let me see what you think. You ready? Number ten, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Ex- expertly done. I, I think it's. That. I think it's great. 
Saw it. I just don't remember it. Uh, nine, Royal Tenenbaums. Eight, Fight Club. Seven, Sunset Boulevard. Classic. Whatever. Timely. <laughs> Six, Taxi Driver. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I sent a, a taxi driver. That was a disturbing movie. I'll, I'll say. It sure is. Was yeah. it intended what to be? What is wrong with Mr. Scorsese? Yeah. I've never been able to watch that movie again. I've seen that movie once. Yeah, that was... Um, never been able to watch it again. And then I think I, th- I think I caught it late at night, too, which made it even more disturbing. Right. That's one of those, yeah, I'm all set. Saw it the one time. You should watch it again for Harvey Keitel. Why? Has he requested that I do? It's <laughs> <laughs> the least you can do for him. It's the least. He's, least he I can do. looking for a little support. <laughs> you should watch it again. After all the... he's done for you, <laughs> the least you could do. You should watch it again. For Harvey Keitel. Why, did he say something? <laughs> you know, it would be nice. What would be nice? It would be nice if Steve watched that movie again. That's all I'm saying to you. Uh, number five, adaptation. That I was... I love that movie to death. Love it. Ah, man. I, I loved it at like the time. time. Really? I loved it at the time. I don't think I've ever seen it again. Number four, Annie Hall. Is Annie Hall a voiceover movie? Unless they're lying about the list. Well, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. There's... Because... (laughs) I suddenly started talking like... Woody Allen... They have one of the voiceovers here, and it, yeah, it is. There's enough. This guy goes to a psychiatrist, and he says, Doc, uh, my brother's crazy. He thinks he's a chicken. And uh, the doctor says, well, why don't you turn him in? And the guy says, well, I would, but I need the eggs. That's <laughs> that's part of the voiceover. Number three, Clockwork Orange. Number two, guys, this one I can't believe we missed. Usual Suspects. That's pretty. How do you? How do we feel about that movie? I'm still good with it. Yeah, I'm still good with it. I watched it recently, Soup to Nuts. Very, very good. Yeah, strong. Yep. I remember liking it. (laughs) I don't know if I would go back and look at it again, just in case I didn't. That's a phrase that you don't hear a lot. My grandmother used to say that all the time. What? About a TV show or movie. Oh, looking at it? Yeah, look at it. You know what we were looking at last night? My pictures... My stories. Usual suspects. I haven't looked at that picture. I haven't looked at that movie in a long time. I love that. Did you see the director's yeah. cut of Usual Suspects? No. Sarah Jessica Parker as the sixth criminal. <laughs> Pretty good. You were watching the Sex in the City director's cut. I think you got the. You were mistaken. Give me the keys. <laughs> Kaiser Sose, which sounds like a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) I had just gotten a new pair of Kaiser Sose. (laughs) 
David. Gabriel Byrne was wearing them too. And the number that one... wasn't his character's name though. No, that's his name. <laughs> right. She doesn't work. It made she... me wonder: Could a dirty cop ever go straight? <laughs> that wasn't. His... I know. She uses his real name. That's, that's why she was cut. <laughs> the voiceover. That's, that's why, why she was, was cut. cut. That's why she was cut out of the movie. What's his name in Usual Suspects? Flynn? No, not Flynn. Oh, boy. Dean. Dean, that's right. He did verbal, verbal kint. And the number one voiceover movie, according to this list, is The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Have we ever discussed The Shawshank Redemption on this show, on this program? No. Okay. Can we? Can we just? Can I just? You could set it. You could set it. Uh, a to do for that for a future episode. It's going to be a very short list for me because I've seen it twice, wanna, and I'm not. I want to know impressed. some thoughts on the Shawshank Redemption. I I'm, not, I'm not that impressed. You're not impressed. It was a fine movie. It doesn't redefine. It's not the greatest. I don't know why. I'm not sure I respect everybody's right to hold it with the reverence that they do. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. That's surprising. Okay. Do I need to see it again? It's a really strong man movie. It is? Not a strong man movie. (laughs) But a strong (laughs) movie about men. It's not a buddy movie. But it's about you know <laughs> men who bond. Is that why? And picked up that refrigerator <laughs> and threw it through the window. Director's cut. <laughs> is, that why, is that why Tim Robbins has that silly mustache in the movie? Yes. And the cape. We all couldn't believe his strength. <laughs> that telephone Andy pole Dufresne. was damn near one ton. And that's when I saw Andy Dufresne carry a plane with his teeth. (laughs) World's strongest inmates. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Andy Dufresne. It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. Had picked up an anvil and thrown it at the warden. Did you say what? Much better than the Green Mile. Strongest inmates. World's strongest inmates. Like, that was the subtitle of the movie, right? That was the parentheses. Shawshank Redemption, parentheses, world's strongest (laughs) inmates. It it was fine. I liked it. I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. Tell me what I'm missing. Maybe. Well, you either, you either, I guess. Don't tell me I don't get it. I will fight you. Relate. I will come through. I will you come either through relate this. to the to the deep bond between the two men, or you don't. I I I did. Does that mean I every time it's on I have to watch it? No. I'm, Who told I'm you being that? Told, I'm being told every time it's on I'm supposed to be watching it. If I catch it on on TV, I oh that's it. I'm done for. I have to watch the rest of it. 
What am I missing? Guys, what am I missing? I've never heard that. I've never I heard that. Hear it it I hear it everywhere. I hear it everywhere. I'm hearing it everywhere. Good. What am I missing? Recording cast also very good. Okay. Just watch it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about you just what shut up and watch it again? All right, Mr. Opinion? All right? Whenever, whenever you have a chance. I don't know. How about Mr. I'm not impressed. How about you sit down for five minutes and stop watching The Natural? And put up the Shawshank Redemption. Why don't you take ten minutes off and stop being an idiot? That's right. How about you don't queue up season one of Arrested (laughs) Development? Okay? You know every line. From a movie. Try not to be a jerk your whole life. All right? Take, Take ten minutes off. And go watch Shawshank Redemption again. Okay? Please. That's right. All right. That's fair. I'll right. own that. Uh, the Big Lebowski, great voiceover movie. Yeah. All right, sir. Yeah, it is. Is that a movie that that you will watch all the time? Do you feel that way about that movie? No. Okay. It's, it's not a Shawshank. It's solid. I'm not. I'm not in the Lebowski cult. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. Cal. No. I actually don't like it. You don't like that movie. No. Somebody might go beat you up. No, that's not true. Trust me. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna get beat up for uh, Shawshank. That's you. That seems so extreme. It does, right? Are people that pushy about it? Let me tell you something, Steve. And when we're talking about people... You need to watch that movie again. Well, people get outraged when other people don't get their movies, Cal. That's right. They do. Yeah, that's true. The outrage is... Yeah, the people get really, really upset when you don't... It's like music. Like, you don't like that album or that song? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of what's wrong with me because I don't love Shawshank. And I'm a guy. Apparently... (laughs) I have a vagina. Right. You're a guy and you don't like Shawshank. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's just such a guy movie. It's the guy movie. Okay. Well, maybe you never had that close of a friend. That's probably it. I mean, Let's it's not a guy movie like, like Predator. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a bonding movie. It's not... It's a bond... Right. Or Fast There's nothing and to furious. bond over in Predator. Wait, one through six? No, Fast Five. Fast Five, my bad. That's the only one. Sure. All the other ones, they no. No, I get, the, I get the relationship, and I get the 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 idea of it, and I I, I thought it was moving, and I I have I am I have relationships like that everywhere, not just with my own brother. I have brotherly relationships with lots of guys. I've been with lots of men. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> But I, I buried I, something under a tree for you, and you're going to find out about it soon. That's right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did you know that Tom Cruise and Harrison Ford were supposed to be in that movie? Had you heard that? Oh, you just opened up a whole other fun load. Next week. I know. Movies that Tom Cruise would have ruined? That's right. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Ruined. 
<laughs> Speaking of being able to do a telethon type show. <laughs> wait, wait, I got another one. <laughs> Just like 75 movies that Tom Cruise would have ruined. We're all wearing tuxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> wait, Loosening that was... up the tie after like so movie Tom 38. Cruise and Harrison Ford. Tom Cruise was going to play the part of Andy Dufresne, and Harrison Ford would have been red. You're kidding. And it would have been written and directed by Rob Reiner. Wow. Who mm. has some ex- experience with Stephen King? Because Who has some explaining to do? Who has <laughs> <laughs> Meathead. Who would have had some explaining to do for that casting? Yes. Um, boy, I don't... I can see... Wow, so that's 1994, so instead he made North. He made North, right? Yeah. Good call. Yeah. You could have made Shawshank, and you took North. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. That wasn't this. his choice. He didn't... Right, he didn't get the project. Right. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say this, though. I could see Cruz playing, at that time, I could see Cruz playing. That was the firm years, right? Yep. Love the firm. Yes, that's when he was in the band The Firm. With Jimmy Page. I'm a radioactive. Wasn't that a super group, the firm? Yes. Phoning in that guitar line. <laughs> he actually he actually had a phone. Right. <laughs> with the receiver just off. Uh, like just laying on the kitchen literal table. Phone. Right. In his Aleister Crowley mansion. He just had the receiver. He's like, oh, hold on, I'm going to do it for you right now. Did you get it? Did you record it? All right. I hope so, because I'm not going to go. again. <laughs> I hope so, because that's the last you're going you're gonna to get of it. That's it. Now send the checks to Alistair Crowley's house. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Paul Rogers? In the firm? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so that's a super group. That's a super group. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that is the firm years for Tom Cruise. The firm. I could see Tom Cruise doing that. But then again, I hate that movie and everybody knows it. So, of course, I can because Tim Robbins is not an indelible part and mark on that movie. I can't see Harrison Ford doing red. But you don't hate the movie. No, I don't by any means. I like it quite a bit. I just, I've, yeah, I've only you, seen it like twice. But there's resentment there because everybody wants you to love it and you refuse Were to you love it. Were you moved by the story of the old man inmate who, who gets out and can't handle it? James uh, Whitmore. And, yeah, James Whitmore. I was moved by all of it. I just I saw it twice. I'm good. I'm all set. I don't okay. have to watch it every time it's on. No one is telling you this. I swear. That's where you're wrong. You are perceiving a peer pressure. Cal, back me up here. Tim Robbins was the fourth choice. Wow. <laughs> Cal's obsessed with remaking this movie. <laughs> Give me a guess on one of the other After three. Henry Winkler and Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> All right, so not counting Tom Cruise? Not t- Yeah, he's not one of the other three. 1994. Yes. Hanks has got to be one of them. You got it. Um, Bruce Willis. No. 
TJ, you got anything? No. Paul's back to Baldwin. Baldwin. I I, I always go back to Baldwin. <laughs> please, with reverence, please, that we're requiring. Baldwin. Ray Liotta. No. That's a movie, though, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) You're missing an obvious one. Okay. 1994. 1994. Ray Fiennes. Tim Roth. No. Ray Fiennes? No. Jeremy Irons. No. They're actually both pretty obvious. Liam Neeson. Obviously no. not to everyone. <laughs> Two very well-known names. Hanks. This is pre-Affleck and Damon. Yes. They say too young. Matthew Perry. <laughs> That's a different movie. <laughs> could it? Could I be more in jail? <laughs> um. Oh boy. Oh boy. Who's the, who's? Who's Hanks? No, who's Hanks beating people for Oscars in those years? Oh no, he wasn't. These these two were not Oscar contenders. Oh okay, but they're big movie stars. Yes, and it's not Val Kilmer. It's not Val Kilmer. Kurt Russell. No, he's not on that level. Kevin Costner. Yes. Okay. Well, he's winning Academy Awards. What did he win an Academy Award for? Are we really going to do this? No. Who's the other guy? <laughs> Director, Dances with Wolves. Oh, please. <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> he won it. He was not a perennial Oscar contender, though. <clears throat> sure he was. The bodyguard. You saw it. Okay, so Costner, Hanks, Tom no Selleck. No. Tom, <laughs> Tom Selleck was up for red. It was Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt has Brad Pitt has been nominated for an Oscar too, by the way. Uh, and in fact, was nominated for an Oscar for a movie before that. What best movie? Of, best supporting actor for Twelve Monkeys. That was before '94. I believe so. Hmm. Or maybe around the same time, '94, '95. Brad Pitt. Go. Okay. Who of those is it a better movie with? Of the four, including Tim Robbins? No. Tim Robbins did it and was fine. Is it a better movie with Hanks? No. Cruz? No. (laughs) Dear Lord, no. No. Pitt? You might have pulled that off, Brad Pitt. I think Pitt could have pulled it off. Pitt's the only one that could keep pulling it off. Hanks Hanks would have made it work, but I don't know if it would have been a better movie. Right. And Hanks does goes and does the Green Mile, right? How long after that was the Green Mile? Well, it was I think um this was right before Forrest Gump. Before Forrest right? Gump. Yeah, cuz Forrest Gump is 95, right? I thought 90 I thought Forrest Gump was 95. Right. Hanks so good. He is good. He would have pulled it off, but you're right. Pitt could have maybe gone in there and be, I think Pitt's Really underrated. I, I I have. I think he's gotten. I think he's gotten a lot better. I've just always. He's like Patrick Ewing, right? Patrick Ewing was a. Patrick Ewing was a shooting. You know, like a, a shooting guard trapped in a center's body. Right. 
Brad Pitt's a character actor trapped in like a leading man's body. Uh, that's why he uglies himself up so often in roles. Well, that's true. Right. He does do that. Give give Brad Pitt the right small role, and he'll he'll knock it out of the park. He'll kill it. Right. He's like you know. Look at him in Twelve Monkeys, and look at what he does physically to himself, and how great he is. You know, or even Fight Club. Like Fight Club, he's 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 all ripped up and stuff like that. He's playing against. He's he's like too ridiculous in Fight Club, and that makes sense. He's a alter ego, you know. <clears throat> I think Depp does the same thing. That would characterize. I never got that. I would carry. Well, he, I thought it was he, like an Ernie and Bert thing. What in Fight Club? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, I don't think I've heard anyone ever say Ernie and Bert. <laughs> what do you mean? It's always Bert and Ernie. Otherwise, you're un-American. <laughs> no, I say I say Ernie and Bert all the time. Bert is always top billed. Bert is always, it's like Cal and Sam Pete. That's right. And I'm on, the Bert. And, in on this the, scenario. and on that note. Cookies. Apologies to Cookies. Uh, we'll have to get to you next time, but uh, we love everything you're doing, and uh, you can be seen at bakeries uh, all across the country. PJ, final love. Enough with the snow days. My kids are home with me again tomorrow. I can't handle it. In my day, we didn't have snow days. You went to school, there were six kids there, everybody got together and watched a movie, and then you went home. Go to school. Shut up. Cal, final look. And get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Um, We didn't talk about this, but I just really quick want to commend Kurt Schilling. For what he did this week, um, he confronted some online Twitter bullies, uh, tough guys, whatever you want to call it, um, called them out for it, cost them their jobs, cost them their uh, status in school, kicked out of school, and good job for Kurt Schilling. I can't really talk about it too much because I have daughters. So it upset me a lot, but I'm really proud of, of the way he handled it, and, and good job, Kurt Schilling. So, that's it. Excellent. And my funnel unload is, I gotta go back to Birdman. Because it's the best movie I've seen in a really long time. Uh, mostly because of the inside baseball aspect of theater but it made me love being an actor. Really did. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're not going to watch Shawshank? What, what are you, a moron? You, you're a woman? What's the matter with you? Where's your skirt? This is what you I'm hearing Sarah from Jessica people. Parker? <laughs> Ernie and Bert. Why don't you go watch Sex in the City too? Ernie and Bert. That's Ernie Hudson and Jim Burt, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a buddy movie. That's what By I the way, when you said Ernie and Bert, that's how we knew you're not an American, buddy. <laughs> that's right. That's Busted. How, that's how you outed yourself as a communist. Mm-hmm. It's like that famous Ernie and Bert. That's the Turing <laughs> test for me. 